But it's hard when you're a newer agent, I think, to see that on social media and you're constantly comparing yourself to these people that maybe aren't doing what they're saying they're doing. Yeah. But it's hard when you're new because you're like, damn, I, I. You feel like you're failing. Yeah. Well, they want to come and get into a, a property in Toronto, but it's like, how do you spend one five without no parking spot? I think is really tough to do. You can tell anybody how you've gotten your success. But if they don't know what to do with that information, it's, it's irrelevant. And the biggest unlock was once you get so busy, right? Delegating, like building the team around you faster, right? And then once you get the right people, trusting them to execute, like training them, right? And trusting that they can execute. In this episode of the States Entrepreneurs and Espressos, we sit down with the one and only Dave Hutch, Inman Connect Global Ambassador, the owner of the Avant Group. He's actually been on the Pride People podcast before. He gave us some great insights into creating referral business from your past clients. In this episode, he has NX'd his business. We actually go to his office. He takes us into the mean streets in Toronto, Ontario, and takes us to an amazing property, gives us some insights. One of my favorite episodes to date. Make sure you hit the share button and share it out with one person that you think might get value from this episode and make sure to leave us a rating and review. Enjoy the show. Not relevant to Canada. Sure. And then I just like bought his book recently and I'm like- $100 million offer the new one? Leads, okay. new one. Yeah. I'm all in, dude, yeah. it's crazy. But, and he gives like real, his, the coolest thing that I learned from him, my biggest takeaway, I think you kind of already do it. Sure. But for me, it was like, I had a hard time. I felt like I could kind of give you my secrets, but not all. Yeah. I wanted to keep what I, and he's like, it wasn't until his story was basically, he was broke, he didn't know where to go. He needed to make a bunch of money. What his, what his shtick was, was traveling around from city to city all over America, setting up gyms, but yeah. he had to be there. Because his thing was, I don't want, I'm gonna do it, okay? Sure. I'm not gonna give you my secrets because I'm gonna be there and do it. And then you take it from there. But he's like, at one point I wasn't able to travel and he told the guy on the phone, he's like, look, you know what? Here's how I do it. Here, yeah. give me 10 grand and I'll show you how to do it. And the guy was like, done. Then he called the next guy and he said, 12 grand, yeah. done. So anyways, his shtick is give away your secrets and then sell the implementation. Yeah. Or at least show how to do the implementation because you can tell anybody how you've gotten your success, but if they don't know what to do with that information, it's, it's irrelevant and you, yeah. it's worthless. So now it's kind of like I've opened up so many doors by giving away more of like what I actually know. And then, you know, then I can also get into more detailed conversation with people down the road about how to actually implement those secrets. But anyways, that's off topic. Well, no, that's, it's not off topic really. Cause so we were just talking about Keyspire, right? So to finish out that yeah. conversation, I got called 20, 2014-ish um, to rep Scott and represent him in yeah. our market. Like, hey, I heard you're a great investment agent, you have off-market deals. Like, yeah, I thought it was a scam. So initially I was like, <laughs> it was Jazz Tacker that actually called me yeah. to do it. So what, you gotta explain after what that is. Yeah, but, I will. Okay. So this is kind of the story, right? So I go on my wife, she's like, well, Scott's with CIBC, like he's legit, he wouldn't do something yeah. like that. And I was like, okay, I'll go check it out. So I go down. And I go to the first summit, I had like a binder with a couple off-market properties by myself. I had no team at the time. And there was 300 people there ready to buy real estate. Like Graybrook was there, Seriously? like top agents across the country. So I walked up to the agents. I'm like, why are you here? Like, you don't need this. Cause I know what I thought of investment summits was you pay for a booth, you set up shop, you get leads. That's what it is. Right. They never asked me for payment. Nobody paid to be there. They just brought the best of the best into a room and then brought in the investors saying here, you say you want to invest in real estate, yeah. here's the education portion, here's all the service providers you can imagine, land developers, agents, insurance, right. mortgage, legal, you have all your questions answered in one weekend. And it, you know what was interesting with what you said, where it aligns with the Alex Ramosi conversation is, 
I thought in my head, I'm like, how are they teaching this stuff? Because everybody's just going to try and replicate it. And people right. did. Of course. So all these agents started kind of figuring out what they were doing. They'd go to the events and then they try to create their own version of what they're doing. Right. What's happened over the last seven years, they came up and they crashed and burned because there wasn't really a long standing right. execution where Scott has always evolved with Michael. Right. And every time they launch a subic, they are adding new things. They're adapting to the market. And same right. thing with your secrets. You give them all away, right. it'll actually make you go find new secrets because you're like, crap, everybody knows what I yeah. do. Now i got to find a new way to do it. Your lives, whatever sure. whatever you're doing in business, yep. that's how you kind of get to the next level. Right? Yeah, it's, I think the other thing you like that I've kind of realized is that, you know, with real estate, it's such an, it's always evolving. And it's yeah. every time you solve a problem, you've solved this problem, but now you've created three new problems that you have to solve. Now you solve those three problems, and that's created six new problems. And that's like, right? Like, it's the best part about the game, right? So if you're yeah. like, how do I update my clients on a regular basis to keep them happy? When like, right. I gotta do my job. I can't spend all my time just calling you and giving you updates. Yeah. But you build a system for that and then you have happy clients and you get referred and right. then you have more clients. You're like, how do I solve for that? That's, right? I, like, we're just, Rob was just saying, yeah. like, you know, you, you, he did how many deals his first year as a, with all the buyers killing it. Amazing. It super impressive. Very actually. impressive. And then I say, okay, cool. He's, he's solved that problem. You know, Rob, Rob solved the problem of how to work with buyers. He solved it. But now because he's worked with buyers, the new problem that arises is he's going to get listings. It's like how now- How do you manage listings while you're out with buyers? How, do you, how yeah. do you solve that problem of managing this many listings? Then now the next step for him is going to be kind of like doing what you're doing. I'm doing, it's like, okay, now you have so many listings, you can't handle all the buyers. Maybe you need a buyer's agent or a yeah. team under you. Now you got to solve those problems, right? And it's just continual like- which And is, everybody does it differently. And I think it's just, it's just recognizing, not pretending that they're not problems. You said it earlier, like in a market, especially a market like the GTA, it's very competitive. People like to posture and put forth this image of who they of course, are versus man. just getting gritty and doing the work and figuring it <laughs> out, right? Time. So I, I have a lot of, it's funny, uh, Toronto, not maybe not Toronto realtors, all realtors post, sure. you know, that they're the best and they're doing all these things, but maybe they're not, which is fine. Sure. You know, I think we all kind of had to do that when we started, which is okay, you know, we all faked it a little bit until you make it. Uh, but it's hard when you're a newer agent, I think, to see that on social media and you're constantly comparing yourself to these people that maybe aren't doing what they're saying they're doing. Yeah. But it's hard when you're new because you're like, damn, I, I. You feel like you're failing. Forever. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you always still feel like, I still feel I like still I'm failing every day. Um, Glenda Baker actually, I was talking to her yesterday. She's awesome. She said, she actually went off. She did a post about those those agents that are like, I'm the number one agent. And I, I've done posts about it in the past too where I'm like, yeah. I was the number one agent for half a Tuesday on the globe <laughs> once on a in yeah. January, right? Like yeah. anybody can say that. For sure. She was actually saying how like the future is going to change where that post means nothing to the consumer. Yeah. It's what problem are you actually solving for the consumer? Yeah. How are you helping them understand the actual marketplace yeah. and navigating the transaction versus, you know, I'm the guy on every single bus sign. Hopefully there's no, no, okay. no, there's no signs yeah. on the bus. That so, guy, you know. Okay. No, you're, it's true. I, I agree with you. I think Glenda's awesome actually. Like. Yeah. Are you going to Inman? Do you go to In you don't go to I'm not so I may be there in January, I'm not sure yet. I'm very my schedule is kind of all. You should over come to FubCon next next year. I do. So they actually I spoke to them last FubCon and I was in Naples at that time. So I was in Naples during um, the Van X event. Oh yeah. yeah. Sirhan had his mastermind. Oh yeah, because you was... couldn't go. I, I literally was gonna go to Van X, I was supposed to be at FubCon and Sirhan and I was gonna be in all those areas, but I had a family You're health thing and I just couldn't do it, right? So Fair. Yeah, like yeah. FubCon uh, they're both really good conferences. I like FubCon just as, as great. ZillowCon? ZillowCon. I, I don't know if that's going to affect us. I don't think it will. No. You a Fub guy? Uh, we use Fallout Boss like crazy. Yeah. 
Let's act, let's walk and talk. Yeah, yeah. We gotta go to that list again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Here's another fun. tip for you. You know what we're saying? People buying down mortgages. So Sirhan gave me this tip. I called him and I'm like, dude, like, what are you guys doing in New York? Like, nothing selling new dev. He goes, do a mortgage buy down two points for two years. So he's like, run that on you know whatever you're selling. So if I have a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar townhouse, right? We'll basically say, hey, your mortgage is seven nine nine. We'll buy down your rate for two points. So you, we'll buy you a mortgage at 5.99 for two years. For the builder, if your lender looks at it, right. it's not that much money. It's like 60 to 70 grand. And they don't have to take a haircut on the price. So they hold the price of their product and the buyer can now buy something that they couldn't buy. Oh. So a nifty little way of They're doing, doing that it. in New York? Um, they're doing it in New York. We're looking at doing it in our territory as well. Crazy. Because like we have lots of people that want to buy new Mm-hmm. But and our prices are you know eight hundred in Fort Stanley, yeah. and they're like you know our budget's seven hundred. So you know if we throw in a free basement, and buy down the rate, we're in good shape, right? We're having a tough time selling like pre-con condos. It's getting better now because the builders have started to kind of drop their price, or at the very least, offer actual incentives. Yeah. Um, so if you want to land builders, yeah. come to them with that idea. Tell them that. Right. And just say you heard from Sir Hand. <laughs> just say like, hey, it's my guy, Sir Hand. Yeah. Say here's an idea. Is he cool? Yeah, he's actually totally normal. Him and Scott are very much like you and I. Like they're just not any different than anybody else. I, I met what's his? I met um, Altman, oh, Josh okay. Altman. Yeah, yeah, he was. He's the best. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he's just like the same thing, like us. Just a, a nice guy. That's funny. His brother was actually super funny too, um, Matt Altman. Yeah, yeah. And they're killing it too. Yeah, they they crush it down there. They're just like, they're, I mean, it's so smart what they're doing, and they, they use that TV show to their advantage, which obviously. It's funny because if you look at all those shows there's what like 20 agents that have been on these different shows it's only a handful right. that really maximized it and I'd say Altman for sure and Sir Ant obviously did what he did and I think because they made it work like they actually took a thing and turned it into something right you're right there was actually at uh, FUBCON not FUBCON yeah FUBCON last year in Vegas uh, we went we sat down at the table with like founder of Follow Up Boss, yeah. a couple of the big Dan Yes. Yeah, yeah he's on my podcast. Sick guy, yeah, man. He's super Such smart. a good dude. He's got lots uh, of money now. Oh yeah, he made a, that was a good transaction That's for him. Crazy. And then we sat down with one of the I can't remember his name, but he was the same thing. He was on uh, Million Dollar Listing with in New York. Okay. I can't remember his name. I'll find out later. But he the guy with the long hair. No, no, not the model. Uh, he was like kind of a newerish guy. He kind of came in like the last little bit, uh, and then okay. I don't think I followed it. Maybe at the yeah, end. Yeah, and he not Luis. Yeah, he said he no, not Luis. Uh, he said basically like you know I I I didn't really see much success from it to be yeah. honest. He's like I, it was honestly more of a hindrance to him because he's like I joined late. Those guys were already established. Yeah. I came in, it was taking up all my time. He's like it just wasn't a thing for me. He actually said it was the opposite effect. He said that when he was on it, he lost a lot of his like entry level uh, clients because they thought oh he this guy only sells high end he's too busy for us huh. and he's like I actually had to like call my entry level clients first time buyers like, whatever and be like no no I'm still you know I'm, we're still the same I'm just on a show everything's the same but he's like it hindered my, my performance hmm. which kind of sucks but Ryan said that too actually he said it was in that he left the show last year right because he just has so much yeah, it makes more going on more for him. he got what he needed out of it his <laughs> yeah, platform is bigger so. than the show at this point right? big time well, actually, like he, I did one of his courses a while back, and it was decent. Which um, one? You know what? I don't remember. It was the, uh, the basics, like sell like certain course or closing course. Fuck, I forgot. It was good. It was good. I he was on like a webinar once a week or something. It was sure. when he first started his courses, so it was nice because it was still him involved with it. Yeah, um, which is kind of cool. But you guys, no time. I, I don't know how he does 
has yeah. a. Do you have kids? Yeah, I have a daughter. Yeah. How do you do it, man? I, I so I'm I'm curious because I feel like I'm at the age where I'm, I should be planning that. I'm not. So I think it starts with the perfect calendar, right? Like I think it starts with stepping back, like this time of year, and saying like 2024 is around the corner, right? Like and planning all of the non-work stuff first. So like the way I think about it, my like buckets are faith family fitness fund finances okay so like i in that order go through like what do i have to do in a year to like keep my family happy and we're probably going to take one amazing trip this year take 30 45 days off go somewhere crazy every quarter take a week vacation once a month take a three-day weekend and just go away that's like that's how i do it right so like i put that in my calendar fitness wise i have goals so that goes in my calendar gym daily yeah every day first thing in the morning right what time Right, I wake up at like 4.55 and then 5.30 to 7 is kind of, I don't know phones, no nothing, I train and then do my... You go work. to the gym gym or you have it No, at I have it at my home, like Grand Band, right? So, so I built out a gym slash studio. So like the studio I shoot in is my gym as well. Just doing your podcast? Yeah, exactly. I, I need to separate the two though because like I'll have pop over my laptop in the middle of a set and then realize five minutes oh, behind. I, I it's know. just like, I can't do it, right? So... That's the, like, I used to work out of my condo gym during, like, the, uh, during the pandemic, and that was the problem with me. Was, I'd get a text and be like, oh, shit, I need to answer I that. Know. I'm going to go upstairs and answer that. And then I'd... Just kill your work. Yeah, then I'm upstairs. I'm like, ah, it's 30 minutes. I'm not going back down. Yeah. So I'm anyway, the, but, but for advice for you, like, honestly, that's the answer is, like, plan out your, like, what events do you want to go to? What type of travel do you want to do and everything right. else? And then realize how little time you actually have for work. And when I saw, like, when I get to see what Ryan does versus what I do, he's actually helped me realize I don't want to be famous. I don't want to do as many things as I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I actually really value my time with my family and like yep. my my downtime. So, I think the biggest unlock was once you get so busy, right? Delegating, like building the team around you faster, right? And then once you get the right people, trusting them to execute, like training them, right? And trusting that they can execute. That's how you do it. Because right now, like, if this was six months ago, I couldn't do this. Yeah. Like, I would be on my phone the entire time. But everything's delegated. I don't have to worry about a thing. My email's being looked at. Leads are being dealt with. Clients are... I, I could do this for nine hours and not worry about a thing. That's nice. I'm getting I'm getting there. I'm getting there. The, the, the team's... Imp- I just finished, like, a new agent onboarding course. That was my biggest hurdle because we're how I'm to not, onboard them right? how to on yeah. because i would get people want, that want to join the team and i would it worked out great and then they would come on board and be like okay well now what yeah. and i was like shit you know i gotta like i'll show you my my 30 60 90 day plan that i have but a lot of it is just them showing up and being around you right that's right. A, that's a huge part of it big time yeah. what's your how many people do you have now on your team 28 for you yeah no, i'm at 18 yeah but it's uh but like a big part of it too like i wait guys little get up yeah <laughs> That's wild. I'd be happy with 20. Like, yeah. 20 agents doing 100 deals a year with awesome admin support. Like, how many admins? More is not better. So, we have multiple? Three, like, key players, and then we have two backup that help. Okay. And then a lot of systems and a lot of tech to support. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah. a big systems guy. But I think, uh, have you ever heard of clean technology? Do you use them? No. They do, like, my, they helped uh, with my action plans. Okay. They're great. Do um, they, what do they do? They basically write them for you, implement what? it for you. I'll send it to you. Game changing. I, I almost need to give them my like follow up boss action plan to say clean all of these. That's up. what I did. That's what I did. Oh man. Yeah, I'll send you their information. And it was very reasonably priced. They're good to they're good, good. Because like we're doing that and I'm like, I don't have time. That's like, what I, that, I can't sit down and be like How am I gonna draft up eight years of drip campaign emails? You know, yeah. that take me five months. Do to, they work? They're great. Yeah. 
They just implemented a new thing called texting Betty. You see about the, you see this? No. It's essentially it's drip campaigns, but texting. The problem oh, okay. I yeah. find because it's an American company. Sure. We're soft here a little bit, and if you overstep that, it's yeah. People text and email. You're like, fucking chill out, man. You yeah, know. Yeah. And I found the texting it's Betty hardcore thing. Hardcore there, yeah. Yeah, Americans that they call like four times a day. You know, if you did that here, they'd block your number and you'd never hear from them again. The coaches, yeah. So like Rob went and did a course with a guy in Michigan, and it was very much a hard sell oh, course, yeah. and it's like it just doesn't work here. I actually think the future is what you're doing too, from the attraction marketing perspective, where our content attracts 90% of our clientele and by the time they come to us they already know more about us than Big we could time. possibly tell them in a meeting right Big so. time No it's true it's, it's, I, I said the same thing it's about like providing value first and then oh fuck I do this Instagram live Go go You know mine? Yeah go It's fine You're a part of it man yeah, I'm totally fine You know what I realized you have to put my phone on do not disturb because that's how I was getting fucking 47 calls <laughs> In the live? In my live, and I kept pausing it. Everyone's like, are you good, man? Yeah, Yeah, we'll roll with it. My life is alive, I feel like. My life is also (laughs) alive. It's just every day. There we go. It's the only thing, I used to get more, I used to get nervous about these a lot, and then now I'm less nervous because... uh, Yeah. You realize people are too busy with their own life. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's cool that Rob watched. Hey, we still need to go see your property. So text me this week and we'll go see I want to see what you've done with it I'm with Justin I'm with my friend from London what up uh, great realtor in London you have to find parking here which is probably gonna be this way Let's I'm just uh, we're filming some content with my uh, with Justin he's a huge London agent um, so he's gonna be in this with me but today I want to talk about teams and you can chime in with me because uh, he's from London I'm I don't know much up. about teams yeah <laughs> So I have my notes. I think I have my notes. I'm gonna wait for a few people to join and then we'll get started. And honestly, for this one, if you guys can ask me as many questions as you would like and make my life a lot easier. Um, I know last time we did this live, that's a good one. Oh, it's a hydrant. Last time we did this live. Um, Is that okay? No, not okay. <laughs> last time we did this, there was a lot of questions at the end that I didn't get to answer. So now, what I wanted to do is take the time to actually answer those questions for you. I've written down the main ones that people have asked me about the teams. It seems like for the most part, everybody is super curious about like the tiered structure, how to join a team, how to ask the questions to join a team, what to expect when you're joining a team, um, you know, how to interview people, how to interview different team leads. And a lot of people actually answered, that's a good one, a lot, of, a lot of really good questions. So I'm gonna just kind of jump right into it again, honestly. And nobody sent me their uh, 2018 photos. So for those of you that were here last time, we <laughs> talked about uh, goal setting and, and how far you've come since five years ago today. In the market that we're in now, I know it can be kind of like weird, but um, I want to kind of go through. So send me them and I'll send it to you back, okay? I moved back to London, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll make you one for a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I got a really good printer. I'll give you his contact. Yeah? Yeah. So the guy that built this, what was the inspiration? So, okay, the guy that built this, he's actually, his name's Super Cool, which is a hilarious name, but uh, he only built six, so he only does super high-end luxury stuff. Okay. Um, he's tried one condo, but this was his last project in Toronto. Interesting. Issues with permitting. He was actually supposed to do this uh, similar townhomes just east of this. Yeah. He was supposed to do 12. Sure. Built six and out. So that's why this is a kind of a one of a kind property. Yeah. Um, very like 
eclectic, very niche, everything is very high-end finishes, um, very tight-knit community. So this is actually a puddle, so parcel on tide land, so like snow removal, garbage, windows, all covered from a, a monthly maintenance fee. Oh, interesting. So it's not a freehold property, it's a puddle. It's like between a condo and a freehold almost, right? right. Yeah. So the nice thing is the group of owners is only six, they're very close, yeah. they talk all the time, they all have like families. Um, when they bought this, every property sold, all six sold at the same time. So now it's another cycle, there's one beside, for sale beside it too. Um, but I think whoever's gonna be buying this property, it's, it's someone that wants to stay in Toronto, sure. they want low maintenance, they can't have a condo, yeah. they don't want a house, so it's like a niche little market, something in between, yeah. uh, with enough space so you can have a family, there's enough bedrooms, three bedrooms. No upkeep of a house. You can turn the, if you want right. to go down to uh, Florida for a month, you can do that. That's what I mean. Place, right? yeah. So a lot of the people that would like, for example, the current owner here, uh, he's always in the US and Canada. Like you said, it's easy to maintain. Yeah. Maybe they travel a lot, whatever for work. So I think this like particular buyer is going to be a well off, you know, maybe tech industry, finance industry, yeah. whatever, maybe entrepreneur. Um, but like the finishes here are incredible. Everything's like real hardwood. Yeah. Um, Scavellini kitchen. All the finishes upstairs, all vaulted ceilings. Um, it's got the like all pot lights, a million pot lights. The downstairs is great. You get your own driving garage, which is rare. Yeah. If you look like back. that's a problem with this part of Toronto. Okay, so it's it's a very Toronto specific problem that like these home these townhomes here they do not have parking. Okay. So you're buying that property for probably 1.1 million, and it does not have a parking space. Where do you park? You, you, the street. Wow. So. You come home from work, like and picture, you a spot. it's mid dead of winter, okay? Wow. You got 17 bags of groceries. Oh my gosh. And you gotta park, and it might not even be the street. Like, yeah. you might have to park where we just parked. 100%. That's not a good time. No. Right? So, that's the problem. That's the, the benefit of this property is that it comes with its actual garage. Some have laneway home, uh, the laneway parking yeah. in the back, I that, but right? I know that the street does not. So, it's like, yeah. the other problem is those are less square footage tend to likely require at least 100K renovations. Yeah. Probably a little less in price point, but this has come in turnkey ready. You know, you don't need to do anything here. You Future just come proofed, in. Future proofed, right? right. Like your, your roof's newer, your furnace, AC, right. everything's newer, right? Exactly, and built by a really, really cool architect who's yeah. like well known. Um, but yeah, like that's the problem, right? People, they want to come and get into a, a property in Toronto, but it's like, how do you spend one five without no parking spot, I think is really tough to do. Yeah. And not only no parking, it's like, it's an older home. And when you do these, when you go to buy these properties, you know, depending on the market, right now it's a bit better. You can put in a home inspection and sure. actually make sure, but- A hundred year old home, right? Right, you're buying a hundred year old home. And even if you do a home inspection, it's like, what are you gonna find out in a year from now? In a visual inspection right? versus, yeah. Like time. what's behind the walls, you know? Not saying I don't love those homes. There's a lot of great Victorian style homes in Toronto. It's different just buyer though, right? All different together. buyer, yeah. right? So that's kind of the pro of buying, buying here. Cool. Um, and the area is cool. So it's like Harvard and Ossington. So Ossington Street, um, are you kind of familiar with it yep. a little bit? Unbelievable. Libretto is like my Yes, spot. like yeah. restaurants, uh, bars, coffee shops, um, lounges. It's like such a cool up and coming neighborhood um, that like you can walk down here anytime. Harvard Street's super family friendly. Um, and you have Ossington just past us here. And it's like- It feels like you have access to all the action, but a little bit quieter yeah. than being like right in the mix, right? Yeah. Which like I can we, see people appreciate. We drove from King and Bathurst, yeah. which is like the middle of the shit 
to here and it was eight minutes, yeah. nine minutes. So like to drive here is not far at all. You actually have a CN Tower view. You can't see it because the tree's there. Yeah. But from the, yeah, yeah, from, the, from the bedroom, you get a good CN Tower view, which is cool. Well, we got to get you back to the action. Let's go. Let's go back to the action. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another episode of Estates Entrepreneurs and Expressos. If you like the format of this show, if you love the behind the scenes, please leave us a rating and review or a comment. It is the only thing that we ask so we know how to make these show better for you. Also, if you got value, please share it with one person and you think might get some value. If you're looking to connect with me directly, you can find me on Instagram. Send me a DM for any guests that you think might be great features for any future episodes. And we'll see you on the next one.